Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. Hey, we've got another good episode today. The topic of today is your siblings and creating great relationships with them and considering their passing. Their passing, and that's not a good uh, topic to talk about, but it's it's uh, the facts of life. You know, the the um, the death of our siblings, and and as we've gotten older, um, it's gotten a little more real in our lives and uh, it's just sometimes it's kind of tough but uh, <clears throat> the book we um, we made the show around or we talk about is the finishing on fire book it's an amazon best-selling book um, and it came out this summer or this past year but it's called uh, live your legacy of purpose passion and prosperity and um, greg there's a chapter in there i want to talk about um the uh, flags of life uh i talk about in there um you know living in indy uh indiana and of course you're in indianapolis so i, I talked about the indy 500 and and some yes. of our childhood memories uh from there from my family's perspective and my siblings and and so forth and so i i wrote a chapter and talked about the flags of life and in racing uh do you remember all the different flags that that uh we have in racing I can remember the colors for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't always remember what they mean exactly, but I'd probably get most of them right. But uh, <laughs> so name off the flags that you can think of. We got uh, um, we got a green. We got a start flag. <laughs> we got a white flag. We got a black flag. We got um, a checkered flag, of course. And which am I missing? There's a red flag. Yeah, red flag. Right. Yellow flag. Oh, yellow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you got. How, so can for, how can I forget the yellow flag? <laughs> and and the funny thing is, in, in the book, I talk about how these different flags of life uh, they do different things. And I've got a set of flags, just some miniatures. And uh, of course, the green flag means go. It's like take off and, and go, and that's the start. And we talk about the start of your life, but also the the start of um, or a restart. You know, in life every day we get to start over again. Okay. Mm -hmm. We get up in the morning and, and as long as you're healthy and you can go, you need to be thankful and grateful and, and ready to go because uh, you don't, you don't always have tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen. So, so you got the green flag and then as they run laps, the cars, uh, if there's an accident or, or something goes wrong on the, on the track, then they bring out the yellow flag and it's a caution. And in life, we have those yellow flags where, um, uh, you know, accidents happen, uh, things right. happen. And uh, whether it's a, a problem in the family, a health uh, scare, or maybe a job loss. And I know you as a, as a career coach, Greg, you've had a lot of experience with, with people that have struggled uh, with career changes or, or even within their career. Uh, right. those, those situations and and those are tough situations in life and then um also we ha we have a, a red flag and i talk about in the book the red flag is where um the um actually the the, the race stops you know temporarily uh because mm -hmm. they got to 
clean up a wreck or what whatever it is. Uh, the caution, they still keep driving around the track. See, they keep going, going, uh, but they go real slow and they're in, you know, in caution mode. Uh, the red flag, they stop temporarily. Now, the flag I want to talk about today is uh, is a black flag. And the black flag is, is a, a dead stop event in life. It, it's where uh, you don't say, okay, I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow and take care of this or, or wait till after work. And, 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 and I'll, I'll get, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get on this. Well, a black flag event in our life is, is the death of a sibling. Uh, I know last week we had talked about, um, um, our parents and, and can you go over a little bit, a lot, what we talked about last year, and then I'll get into the siblings. Remember the- <laughs> about last episode. The yeah. last episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked a lot about our relationships with our parents and uh, how to, how to foster those, whether, um, you know, while they're still alive, the urgency of doing that and making sure that we express, um, you know, respect and thankfulness and just gratitude towards them and to really make that special. And you had a fabulous story where you shared, um, you know, an outstanding opportunity where you got to meet with, uh, with your mom and a, um, an, an older individual and just had a really good day of, you know, celebrating her birthday and such. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm blessed. My mom is still alive. <laughs> She's 86. Uh, and I was, <laughs> when we were out to lunch, we actually ran into a gentleman who was celebrating his hundredth birthday, mm. which was amazing. amazing. And I uh, come to find out, I walked by his table a couple of times. I finally looked at the guy and I'm like, I know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then we got to talking and, and we um, struck up our old uh, acquaintance from years and years ago. It'd been 30 some years. And uh, so, yeah. And, and a lot of parents, by the time uh, we get to be our age, Greg, as we get older in life and we talk about finishing our lives on fire and, and, and making every day count and, and just really being uh, proactive and positive, uh, we need to really gear in on, uh, if we have parents that are still alive. And, and so we talked about, you know, a lot of our parents, uh, we've lost them. My, my wife's mom and dad are both passed on uh, and my dad passed away. And, uh, and then you said that I think both of your parents have passed. Yep, Both have passed. And yep. And one of my wife's parents has as well. And one of your wife's parents. So, yeah. Right. So, so those are, 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 deaths that you know at our age we can expect those those losses you know that's mm-hmm. uh, you know time is coming and and they they get frail and and it happens but the sibling the loss of a sibling is what we're talking about it is a, a black flag event and um when you get that call uh that uh you've lost a sibling uh brother or sister it stops everything you mm-hmm. you just you're stopped dead in your tracks, basically. And you've got, you've got to, your, your world changes at that instant uh, that you get that news. And it's like, Oh my, you know what I do. So, um, but the black flag, I want to read just a little bit uh, out of the book uh, about the black flag event. This is uh, chapter seven. I just want to read this, this one part here. Uh, The black flag is truly the most serious signal of the whole series. Talking about all the different flags that we have. Yes, black is a traditional color of death and ultimate sorrow. When the black flag rears its ugly head in our life, we are shocked. Everything instantly uh, stops. 
Life as we know it is altered or changed forever. The life that we enjoyed or experienced only moments before is swept away at the blink of an eye. Shock and instant sorrow often accompany these dreaded um, revelations of death and loss. It happens when we least expect it. It comes like a thief in the night. We can't truly repair or prepare or rehearse for these black scenes of life. Tragedy of this magnitude is never gentle or kind. It is blunt, cold, and unforgiving. Mm. It just is. And, uh, and that's what it is. It's a black flag. Everything stops. So, um, and I think, Greg, I, I think at this point, I'd like for you to just say something a little bit about um, now your, your relationship and your siblings. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Um, what's okay. your situation? Yeah, so um, I probably have a pretty unique family, I would say. Uh, well, every, everyone would probably say that, right? So <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we, we almost had two families. You've heard of this, you know, well, parents will have two sets of children that are closer yeah. together. But so if we go down the list, my, uh, my, my next closest sibling, my sister is six years older than me. And then yeah. my brother is six years older than her. And my other sister was three years older than him. And so we've got a span wow. of 15 years. So it's like having two generations in the same family almost. Wow. <laughs> right. So I remember um, growing up, remember my sister fondly and all the time that, you know, we got to spend together and still can see each other now. Um, my brother and sister, um, I did not know as well. In fact, the, from my youngest times, I remember um, my sister was in college because <laughs> wow. she was because she was older. So, oh, um, but but anyway, yeah. yeah. So their situation is both my uh, the oldest, my brother and my sister have both uh, passed away. Uh, my sister actually uh, almost forty years ago. It's been it's been a long time ago, and um, and my brother's been about twelve years ago. And they both passed away from cancer. So it's kind of one of those things as you were talking about the lead in here of you can have two different situations with your sibling and dealing with death. You've got the, you've got the one where you find out it's, you know, we're all going to die, but you've right. got one that finds out that you're going to probably accelerate the process versus one that just happens out of nowhere. It's just a complete shock. And, yeah. <clears throat> and so I don't know which one's better. <laughs> I mean, neither one's good to deal with, but uh, but you both have to prepare for both of them in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's tough. The way they were spread out, mm -hmm. uh, you didn't, you weren't able to have that close knit, you know, connection with them so much uh, as, as a lot of closer siblings and, and so forth. Um, and that's a good question. You bring up that, that point of, um, you know, when we die, you know, how we die instant or, or, you know, let it go on. I mean, right. <laughs> think about that. Do you have a, have you thought about whether you would like to just have a little bit of time to say goodbye or do you, are you, you good with the, uh, you know, the truck ran over me and I'm gone. And... <laughs> that's a, that's a Hello, word, Lord, I'm that's home. a word picture, but yeah, as I've, so uh, I've thought about it some off and on, I'm not, um, you know, like focused on it or something like that, but us doing this show has brought it to the surface more. And it's, it's really pushed the urgency of not waiting 
and staying with a stronger connection. Because frankly, if I, I guess if I had the opportunity to choose, I'd probably want it to be uh, fast and quick, but um, <laughs> rather than, because anything that's drawn out just seems like it's probably um, suffering and agony drawn out. Who wants yeah. to wish, wish that on themselves? But here's, there's good that can come from that too. Yeah. And there is, the, and, and that's the thing in our life and, and, and throughout this book, the finishing on fire book, it talks about our attitude and, and how we can be grateful and thankful and have a positive attitude, even in the worst of times, because it can always be worse. There, there's always things that are going on and, and it could, and you just look around, you don't have to look very far and you realize, you know, people have it a lot worse than you do, even though when we get to complain and whine, like we do, and then all of a sudden we look at somebody that, uh, you know, they just really have a, a hard time that you talk about the stringing along the suffering. Yeah. If you have a, a, a lingering death, that's typically accompanied with a lot of pain. And mm -hmm. uh, I suppose I would like to do the, the, uh, the farewell tour thing, <laughs> you know, where I had a chance to really say goodbye to everybody without the pain. So, so yeah. maybe just if I've got six months, run me about four months and I tell everybody, you know, uh, what I think of them, uh, as long as it's nice. And, and then, um, and then get run over by the truck, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go anyway. So just, yeah, just give me a good four months or decent four months. And then the, uh, then the last two months, I don't want to mess with that. So just get the truck out. So, so we're good. So, so well, you had, four... I was going to say, you know, yeah, I was going to say related to that, you know, we've talked a lot about living life to its fullest and we, you know, and a lot of people refer to athletes and think, well, they want to go out at the top of the game, you know? Right. At the top of their games. So it's kind yeah. of like we want to go out at the top of our games. Yeah. So we need to make sure every day counts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And I, I guess one of the things that that's always gone through my mind, I don't want to um, come to the end of my life and still have my music still in me. Mm -hmm. now, now, right. If you talk to my wife, I am not a singer and she, <laughs> she, uh, she bruises me whenever I try to sing, she'll elbow me and say, Dave, please spare the world. You know, you can't sing, you make a joyful noise, but you, you can't sing. And, but keep it to yourself. And, yeah. I keep it to myself. <laughs> but, but I think that's one thing we don't want to get to the end and have those regrets right. and say, well, I wish I'd have done this or I wish I'd have done that. Let's, I, and that's what the show's about is saying, Hey, you know, be very purposeful about, mm -hmm. you know, every day, uh, your actions and, and, and make every day count. That is so huge. And when you start with your, of course, last week we talked about our parents, but, but now with our siblings, uh, and we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show, but, uh, and I, if you want, I say, I guess I can go at the end. I'll talk about my, my siblings, maybe. Oh, uh, let's go ahead. Go ahead now. You want to go ahead. Okay. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Switch then. over now, to you. My, uh, Mine's a little bit different. My situation, um, we've got, uh, there's three boys and my, my sister, uh, poor Myra, she had a hard time. <laughs> and we were all fairly <laughs> close. Uh, there was a um, about eight year span total, okay? Uh, and it's funny, and we've been very close. Oh my gosh, we've all been close. And um, my brother, it's funny, we're an odd family because mom and dad, there's, there's three out of the six are left-handed, which is kind of odd. My mom and dad, my, my uh, mom was left-handed. My dad was right-handed. Kelly was left. 
Myra was right. Wow. I'm left and Doug was right. And it's, it's every other one. <laughs> so it's every other one, our family's left-handed. So it's like, and, and they say that, you know, left-handed people are in their right mind, I guess. So, but uh, so hopefully I'm in my right mind, but we had a, a very close family, but my brother, Doug and I, and I talk about him in, in this book here. Well, mm -hmm. actually my first book, I really first talk book. a lot about him yep. uh, because it was some childhood stuff. It's great living in the ditch. Uh, it was uh, one ditch, two boys and 3000 adventures. And that's also on Amazon. You can get that. But uh, that was a fun book. But my brother, Doug, uh, we were 18 months apart and um, we played football together. We played we did everything together. We were buddies and we still are. And um, and then my sister, she was three years old ahead of me in school. And then my brother, Kelly, was about uh, see three years ahead of her. Okay. So, uh, but we've all stayed close and, and, uh, we're all still around, but, um, my sister nearly died on us a couple three years ago. She was T-boned by a, a drunk driver in San Diego, California. Wow. Um, she's going to work and, um, guy ran a red light. He'd run a couple red lights. He was drunk. And, uh, and then, uh, he ran this red light and T-boned her, hit her. And the doctor said she was his miracle girl because, um, they, it took her, took them 45 minutes to cut her out of the vehicle and, mm. and she broke so many bones. It was, it was awful. And, and she's not like me. She doesn't have a lot of meat on her bones to protect her. <laughs> <laughs> so she took the brunt of it, but, uh, but he was in a fairly big car, which saved her life. If she'd have been in a, a compact car, she'd have been gone. Mm. Just, there's no way she'd have survived it. But anyway, so we're very fortunate. You know, all, all my, my uh, two brothers and my sister are also alive and we're close, but, um, and we'll talk about a challenge. We want to give you guys, uh, out there, uh, at the end of the show, we're going to challenge you to do mm -hmm. some things and, uh, and make things uh, happen. So, all right. So where are we at now, Greg? Um, we need yeah. to move on. Yeah, let's go. Uh, for us? Yeah. We had a quote that I was going to lay out there. I know that, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar and I know you are too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we've got a quote for today. Um, the, the great Zig Ziglar says, Whatever happens, I wish I could do his voice, but whatever <laughs> happens, <laughs> do not lose hold of the two main ropes of life, hope and faith. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, good that stuff. is good stuff. That really makes you contemplate that, doesn't it? Yeah. Faith and hope. And, and, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, losing family members, mm -hmm. uh, you know, siblings and stuff, um, you just got to hang on to hope. Uh, cause those are, those are tough times when, when you lose a, a family member that's close to you like that, that's, that's hard. So, um, you know, you just gotta, you gotta continue on. You gotta keep, keep on keeping on. And some days it's just really hard. Um, I uh, just attended a funeral this week. Matter of fact, um, mm. uh, I went to the visitation uh, okay. last night and, uh, and it's very si similar situation to our family. There's, there's four children. There's three girls and a boy in their family. And the gentleman uh, was actually the, the, the uh, preacher that married Glenda and I, uh, oh he was 85 and he passed away a great, wonderful man. And uh, he, um, he had a, a brain bleed, uh, mm. it was just, a an aneurysm and, uh, and they brought him to the hospital, but, but, uh, he didn't make it. So mm. that was just a quick, 
just he was gone the day before uh the family was together and everything they were doing great and then he we just lost him and he was such a a, a critical person in the community from where i was at but um yeah i remember the the marriage counseling with glenda and i with him and and uh and his wife it was amazing uh there in their in their home and they had been missionaries in um, new zealand and also in africa in uh zimbabwe and actually back then it was rhodesia but uh yes uh but years and years ago and uh, they had uh, he'd gone on these african safaris and um he was there. And of course that time, uh, things that have changed a lot since then, but he had, um, uh, he had actually gone out and they had an, an elephant, uh, that, that they had hunted, they shot and he had a, a stool, a footstool that was actually, uh, the foot of the elephant and it wow. had, had uh, a zebra uh, pelt on top of the footstool. And it was really amazing. And he had the, the toenails and everything. And then he had a tusk, um, and this is, we're talking 40 years ago. So it's, you know, way before all the things changed so much, but, but, right. uh, but it was pretty amazing. Uh, the man and, and, and what he, he has done for so many people. So, but he, he was here Monday and then gone and then mm. just gone that quick. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so to go to a, maybe you want to switch another segment here. Yeah. We need to move on. We need yeah. to move where were, where were we going to greg since you, since you just mentioned uh an animal um you know one of the one of the favorite segments i have that you do is uh wazzy's world and so if you remember on the show uh, i give dave a number and he comes up with out of his collection of animal experiences <laughs> and stories he comes up with an on the spot one to share with us uh, so today's number is three And now, it's time for Wadsey's World. Yes, Dave Wadsworth's true life animal stories. Number three, Greg. And I see I've got a list here. Right now, I've got 43 different animals. And I've got them numbered. These are all different animals that right. I've had encounters with. <laughs> the animal lottery. <laughs> yeah. And so you pick number three, which is snakes. And um, it reminds me of a couple of things, a couple of funny um <laughs> shows we just went through uh, uh, a holiday season and we always love watching home alone and uh <laughs> the one guy uh the the two guys that are, are trying to break in the house you know when the family mm -hmm. left and and uh the boy's still there what is his name um the kevin so kevin's kevin. still there you know and mm -hmm. and he plays that movie uh, that video clip of, of those two, uh, the gang guys. And one of them's called snakes. That's his name. And, <laughs> and, uh, Harry comes back, um, comes back to the, uh, the van and he says, yeah, the one guy's in there and the other guy got blown away and, and all this. And he says, he says, yeah, he says, I know if I said one guy was named snakes, <laughs> he says, snakes, snakes. I don't know any snakes. But, uh, but anyway, but I've seen a lot of snakes in my life. I tell you, I have so many stories about snakes. It, it, it's scary. Um, my <laughs> I think, um, probably one of the funniest ones, uh, my, um, my mom was out, out back mm -hmm. and she started screaming 
<laughs> she come running around the front of the house and um and we couldn't figure out what was going on and uh, she had a hoe in her hand and, and she was she had been chopping at something and she come around and 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 she's screaming for dad and so we, he comes back we went around the back of the house and there was a little bitty garter snake that thing was probably 18 inches long I mean, it was just a little bitty thing. There wasn't nothing. It was just like a little ribbon. And, and, <laughs> and she just went ballistic over this little garter snake is, is what it was. And, and it was funny, but she nearly cut her foot off trying to chop the snake up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and we, the thing was, we lived right beside a ditch and uh, it was a perennial stream. So there were snakes in there all the time. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we didn't see a whole lot in the yard. Uh, because we kept our yard mode real well, everything was neat and clean and so forth. But, but that was one time I thought my mom was going to have a heart attack. It was, <laughs> it was hilarious. And when we saw the snake, um, dad finally, he killed it, you know, just so mom wouldn't freak out too bad. But anyway, um, she had tried to chop him with the hoe and she ran around front there. And, uh, but that thing was so little, it was like, um, maybe like a little shoelace. I mean, oh. it was just a little bitty <laughs> a little, thing yeah. and mom just went nuts. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, mom. So, so that was, that was funny. Now at the time it wasn't very funny because she was just going nuts. It's a wonder they didn't call the sheriff, uh, the neighbors because <laughs> <laughs> the way she was going on. But I have some, some good stories. If you look in my first book, uh, living in the ditch, uh, I have a really good snake story in there. And, uh, and then I've got another one here where I live. Um, uh, the lake, I built a lake behind the house and we got a couple islands and uh, I've got some good snake stories about that, but I'll have to save that for another time. <laughs> next time. Next time. Number three comes up again. Yeah. Next time. Number three <laughs> comes up that, that one out there on the Island. And it, it involves a, uh, uh, a rake and a, a rowboat and uh, a pistol and a flashlight. And I'm still alive to tell it, but I shouldn't be because I was <laughs> tree stump stupid uh, to be doing what I was doing. <laughs> it was it was uh, hilarious. So, but I'll have to tell you that one another time. So, whenever number three comes up, uh, we'll go after that. Remind me of that, Greg. <laughs> yeah, we'll go after that. Exactly. All right. So, um, so how about we take us out with uh, the two minute warning? it's time for the two minute warning yeah we need to um you know i i talked about that greg i mentioned we needed uh we're going to give uh we're going to give you guys a challenge we mm -hmm. want you to it's called a two minute warning we talk about football terms and all that and how uh most of the points are scored in a football game at the end of the first half and then the last two minutes of the uh the second half or the fourth quarter and they call it the two-minute drill. They practice it all the time because um, that's when it's crunch time. And, and Greg, that's what our book is about, finishing on fire. It's about finishing strong. It's about being urgent and being determined and purposeful every day uh, with what we're doing. And our two-minute warning is really about, here's what you do. You contact, if you've got any living siblings, you got 24 hours to get a hold of them. Uh, a phone call would be the best. Okay. Sure. Uh, 
but you got to get a hold of them. And here's your challenge. In the next 24 hours, you get a hold of your siblings, sibling or siblings. And I want you to do one thing. I want you to tell them what you think of them as long as it's nice. Now, if it's not nice, then, <laughs> then you find, you think of something. I think uh, Greg, um, uh, you could surely think of a good memory, a fond or fun memory and, 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 and bring that up. But, yes. uh, but here's your challenge. You got 24 hours. I'm telling you do this, call them and just talk to them and just say, Hey, uh, you know, just listen to this radio show. And, and these guys, they said, Hey, I need to do this. And, and you'll be glad you did because mm -hmm. you never know, uh, when, uh, when it's the next time, you know, when tomorrow comes and then they're gone and you didn't do what I told you to do. So, so that's our two minute warning. That's our challenge. That's our man up challenge because, um, you never, you're never sorry that you went ahead and, and did what you needed to be doing, you know, taking exactly. care of business. And that's what it is, is you're taking care of business. And I always, when I leave the house, I always, you know, hug and kiss my wife and I tell her I love her and I don't, we don't ever part without letting each other know, you know, what we think of each other and stuff. Uh, now, if I'm a little angry, I, I'm probably not real fun when I say it, but <laughs> I'm probably not convincing. I'm not real convincing, but, but your challenge yeah. is the, um, uh, you, you, you got 24 hours, call your siblings. And if you can do it right now, just do it right now. I don't know what time of day we're dealing with here for you guys but you need to do that so so that's the challenge yeah as we said time is of the essence yeah. you know as i mentioned a while ago, earlier today um if you're the oldest you may be the first to go if you're the youngest you may be the the last one left and so <laughs> time is of the essence to make sure you do the right thing yeah yeah Good idea. Good idea. Alrighty. So our question for the day for you yeah. is, are you growing or are you dying? And uh, you're neither stagnant. You're not stagnant. You're either one or the other. You're either growing or you're dying. And so it's, it's your choice. So as we leave, we're going to tell you to either fire up or fizzle out. Thank you for listening to the finishing on fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.